0: Welcome back to the Ultimate Podcast. We're I'm Coach P. Anyway. We're not doing we do that. We're not doing
1: that? do it in the end, remember? Oh, oh Have okay. you been on the previous eight episodes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should keep this in just for the fact of you making fun of me. Thanks
2: for inviting me to your very polished <laughs> podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, we,
0: we, we'd we like to welcome back Mr. Sean Proust. Thank you for coming back, Sean. It's my pleasure to be here. As you guys know who have been listening to us for a little while, Sean's going to be on multiple podcasts. So look forward to him. And we're really excited to have him for this particular topic. It's one that he actually got me started on with reading multiple books. In particular, for those of you who are watching the recording today, we have The Obstacle is the Way and Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, which are really great books that look into aspects of stoicism uh, and really teaching you how to have a perspective on your life and being able to control your emotions to ultimately be a better person. So with today we're talking a lot about ego and pride and i'm sure there's at least eight instances a day where i could try and refrain from using my ego as all much right. as possible um, but i think we're all human being and it's something we have to work
1: on day I, I think we, we yeah always um i think you know i don't know if i have eight maybe i do maybe i just i'm not counting eight but yeah i, I think even, even if you have good control over your ego you're still going to have those instances where like you want to let your ego you know take over Mm -hmm. so it's not that you get rid of your ego it's just that you learn how to manage it
2: yeah well said i mean there's times when you know we do something well someone gives us a little love and then it's natural to just want to buy into that moment like (laughs) yeah i did do that and that was fucking awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) and as it's just as easy to be on the road someone cuts you off and be like hey asshole but you know I digress. (laughs) (laughs) How's anger management going, by the way? Yeah, no kidding. Making progress, making progress. Uh, I'm not in anger management. (laughs) Anymore. (laughs) So let's lead off the discussion and talk about why letting your ego get the best of you is probably not the best play in any aspect of life. Why not? (laughs) Well, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're talking about. Really. Well, Sean, let's let's start off with having an ego in the workplace. You know, being in we're in a workplace right now. Why is not letting your I'm ego get the best of you in the workplace with your fellow coworkers or with your boss?
2: Oh, there's there's so many reasons why. <laughs> um, I I think first of all, let me uh, before I answer this question. I I think that it's it's there's a lot of temptation to get let the ego get inflated. So ego, pride, we're talking about an over-inflated sense of self-importance. Mm-hmm. I'm the reason why this company runs. I'm the reasons why this department is successful. I'm the reason why this business has grown 20% in the last quarter. I am responsible for blank. I am the superstar. I, I just feel like anytime you get praise from someone, uh, whether it's a coworker, uh, a boss, someone you're, you, developed a project that went well, and someone gives you feedback. It's easy to buy into that. You with me?
1: Uh, absolutely, 100. Um, percent Yeah, go go ahead, go ahead. No, you you clearly uh, had a thought. You know, I, I feel um I feel like that that because uh, lately even even the LDA and I've been trying to like combat this because they're like oh yeah the LDA is going well. It's one of my responsibilities here at the, at the university is to look at students who haven't been here for a while and see how we can get in contact with them and kind of you know focus on the process of how we do that. So I've taken over that and so far it's going well. Um, and, and, you know, I do get praise from Justin and, and Sean here um, <clears throat> about it. And, you know, it's like, okay, awesome. I'm doing a good job. But like, I keep telling myself, like, look, it's just like, I don't want that to go to my ego because it's hard to combat that, especially, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well, I mean, look, it's better. I did something. Something's better. Cool. It's me, right? That's, that's what the natural instinct is to, um, well, take credit for it and yeah.
0: When really do you think more of a logical approach would be like this is awesome, this is great, but yeah. let's stay objective on the situation and continue to move forward. Because
1: specifically with, with the, the LDA, it's like, yeah, I, I kind of came up with an idea of a process that could work, seemed like a good idea, and uh, we implemented it and it's working. But it's not like I'm I'm the one doing it. It's just like I thought of an idea, we implemented it, it's happening. It it just happens to work right now. And
2: it's, it's improved. This process of helping students who have not been able to attend student, uh, school recently, it's improved. Um, and and you are largely responsible for that. Now, if you start looking at yourself and thinking to yourself, wow, I am great and this is awesome. You'll also miss that the process is still not perfect. Yes. And you are not a perfect employee. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, exactly. I, Actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so then and this is one of the things balloon
0: oh I was like what was Thank that was that not like,
1: descriptive enough for you well not I, in, didn't I didn't get it in the audio no I saw like in your, your I, was, I like,
0: was blowing up a figure to balloon continue
2: your original question <laughs> Coach P your original question is um, what, what, what's an issue with ego in the workplace why could it be cost I think the biggest thing is if you are seeing yourself as being more effective a better employee, a better teacher, a better trainer than you are, you're going to be less receptive to feedback. Yes. And you're less likely to work on improving yourself.
0: And we can apply this to any profession, not just yeah. our own workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree.
2: So if if I think I'm the shit, why would I be working on my areas where I need to
0: be improving? 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree. So and I think it's something we all combat and all the time, even especially when we absolutely. get praised because when someone praises us and says, well, it feels you, good. You're doing a great job. Like it feels good. Well, and then you have this that. false sense of, okay, maybe I'm good yeah. rather than actually going back and logically looking. Okay. But even though I'm doing well, let's see don't where else that I can keep, continue yeah. to work on.
1: let's, let's uh, relate this to exercise. If, if you do, if you get a good bench press or a good squat and like you got 500 on squat, that's awesome. Right. But you don't stop working out with squat. Cause if you did, you're not going to improve or even maintain that. Mm. So if, if you let the ego take you know take over in the workplace, like what you did well is probably going to suffer because you're already you're giving this 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 or you're giving yourself the perception that you are already good at this. You don't need to work on it. Let's, you know, you're just gonna coast.
0: You can even take that a step further. Let's say the same thing, that's exact same event where that one got their PR on their bench press or squat and they say, okay, I'm great. I don't even need to check my technique on this because I know I achieved that. Perfect. It would actually be more advantageous to say, even though I got this lift, let me take a look just to make sure my technique was all right and make sure there's still a lack of deficiencies. And if I see something that I could work on, that's going to A, help my future PRs and also continue to aid in injury prevention. Because mm-hmm. for all I know, I could do a really shitty rep on a PR for mm-hmm. a squat or a deadlift. And even though I got it. I might have been like three seconds closer to you know destroying my lumbar spine, and if I didn't pay attention to that and tweak whatever format I was going about the exercise, well then, you know, I was going to set myself up for my future.
1: Absolutely, my my PR on a clean and jerk, right? It's it's decent, but um, it was a it was a shit tastic rep. It, it looked disgusting, like i wouldn't like i'm glad i don't have a video of it i could just feel just how awful it looked um and uh yeah yeah but i I get my pr right so it's a good thing that i'm at least aware of that in that aspect right Mm -hmm. or i would be blowing out my lumbar
0: now let's let's uh, let's take the ego a step further in the workplace uh and this is – I'm going to take this when the obstacles is the way. Um, let's say it happens the other way. Something bad happens or a negative event occurs in the office. Yes. And you let your ego get to you and you freak out because – and we'll see this in society in all different walks of employment and different types of occupations. When something goes wrong, the first response that most people have is, oh, my God, like what do I do about this? It's the end of the world. Whereas – there's a much more logical way to go about it that could set you up for success and I know you probably have a great deal of passion in this particular topic as well. I
2: do so there's their view of ego often is the view of, of ego and pride often is I'm doing great I I'm you know I, you know in reality I'm doing this well but I think I'm this good or this this great. Um, where I, I've, I have this over-exaggerated sense of that, of how good I am when I'm doing well. But this is a, an important point that you just made, Coach B. Ego gets in the way in all different situations, including when we have failures or you know shortcomings, mm-hmm. things like that. So, so um, yes, yeah, something bad happens. Um, I applied for the promotion. I didn't get it. And ego getting get in the way in that case. Um, for example... Um,
1: I like <laughs> oh, I I have that exact experience so um, I think
0: we and all do Actually,
2: <laughs> I, actually, I have I have a story I'd like to share. Yep, go ahead. Um, yep. So ego gets in the way uh, of when we don't when we have failures too. Um, for example, if um, you know it, we've been in a situation we ask out a woman and uh, she says no, and then we're like instead of just being like, oh hey, I'm not her type, or she's you know I'm just not whatever I'm not something. You know, we start creating a, a story for it to protect her own ego. She doesn't know what she's missing out on. I'm too good for her. These stupid things that we tell ourselves. She's <laughs> actually ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though everyone knows she is smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> this this situation happened with me. A couple years ago, there was a group of faculty that were being assembled at Bryan University that were meant to be focused on a major issue that we have. A major issue is that students who come to the program. This is similar with other colleges too. A lot of students drop out in the first roughly two months, first semester, first set of courses, first you know few sets of courses. And we created a faculty team to focus on f- helping students in that situation. How do we help students who are starting out in school and so five or six faculty members from a few different programs were chosen for this. I looked at it as they were choosing like the all-star team of faculty. And I thought to myself, I'm one of the best fucking teachers around here. <laughs> Why did they not choose me? I, I didn't get... You see
0: Sean doing the Ray Lewis dance in the back corner? <laughs> <laughs> for those who are just
2: listening, I just tried to... Briefly imitate the Ray Lewis stance. It was. It was actually
1: missed that I was. I was watching the
2: the sound. (laughs) I I was not chosen for this, and my ego interpreted it as they don't consider me to be on the best faculty. And it wasn't. The truth is, it really wasn't about that whatsoever. It was just simply they had this very specific thing, and there were a few faculty who were best for that. But I looked at as a rejection. And, it, and the, 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 where, the downfall of the ego part of it is, one, I took it as rejection, and two, it led me to be angry for a while, and it led me to go into work being angry, upset, and it carried on for months. I had all these quote-unquote bad days and these negative feelings, negative moods, because of this thing that didn't happen, and if I didn't have ego about it, where I didn't look at it as rejection... I wouldn't have wasted days and hours, uh, you know, weeks on being in a negative state. And that's where ego cost me is it put me in this negative mood and I wasted all this energy and this time feeling angry when I didn't really need to.
1: And and I think we might get in. I don't know if we're going to get to it now or get into it later. But I mean, what about your productivity during that time when you were angry at at the position? Oh, your focus is completely fucked. Oh, it is. Um, Yeah. For me, because uh, whenever the, the lead faculty position, which is what I have now, uh, whenever that originally came out, right, because you, Justin, and Josh, yeah, uh, Josh got and it, and that, I got it, and I went out for that, and I think a couple other people did, and I didn't get it, and I kind of went through a similar process where it, like, it put a bad taste in my mouth, I was like, well, what the fuck, man? Um, but, you know, even, even looking back, you know, now I can see that well, I probably wasn't right for that position, especially at that time. Yes. Um, but I do remember having that similar experience of, like, well... This place sucks. Whatever, I'm going to <laughs> raise some neighbors. You know, let's go sell some cars or go find a different job or something. In um, that, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that's what my exact you know mentality was, but you know, it's a negative mentality. Or, or, and it, it, I would assume, without actually having any numbers, right? Being objective here, but subjectively, it definitely impacted my productivity and my quality of work.
0: So, I think we can definitely summarize here that when it definitely comes to the workplace. Ego can either make or break you in this situation. And what really I think is what we're going to hit on an overarching theme on all the different environments we talk about today is that logic is going to help you defeat everything as far as when it comes to fear.
1: But it's so hard.
0: It's it's, it's very difficult. (laughs) And we're going to talk about it over and over again saying a mindset is a muscle. Like, you know, it's not an actual physical muscle group, but you have to practice positive mindset habits every single day to keep it in shape. Absolutely. Because anything can happen (laughs) – in lightning flash, and it's gonna throw you off your game, and something's instantly gonna to go to your head and say, Oh, fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, just stopping breathing and thinking something through and thinking logically and being like, Do I really have control over the situation? No. Yeah. Does it really affect me? No. Am I dying? No. Okay, then it's probably not worth worrying about. But because it's instantaneous in what we feel emotionally, mm-hmm. we instantly go to the emotion rather than give our brain a chance to, wait a second, you're being an idiot. <laughs> not that big of a deal. It's going to be okay. Um, but did you well, die? Is- <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but did you die?
2: It's really not that bad. You're still alive. Still alive. Yeah. You still have a home. There's still people who love you. This is this is another part of ego, though, and this is um, actually something that comes from the the book "Ego is the Enemy." So, for those of you listening, Ryan Holiday wrote this book uh, on the Stoicism principle. Uh, Coach P obviously mentioned it before. One thing that it, w- Ryan Holiday noted in that book is that ego leads to us to put a narrative to things and a narrative, a storyline, an arc. For example, if if um, you okay so sticking with this 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 theme of of promotions or jobs you don't get a job or you apply for a job you don't get it then you you it's just a situation right it's just one single event mm-hmm. and you don't know why it could have been that uh they had some in mind that you really aren't a good fit and that's a fine like you know we're all not fits for everything um so it could be just for some reason that it's not related to whether or not you're good at something But then you think to yourself oh you know what i didn't get that job two years ago either i'm just i'm just not right for this field or i'm just a a crappy worker i'm just not good i'm not intelligent i'm not something so you all of a sudden you start putting a narrative you start trying to look for this overarching explanation and you put all these these events in together and you create the storyline you start believing it well you know what i'm just really not good at being a personal trainer i didn't get that promotion i didn't get that other job i'm just not a good trainer you know what i should probably switch fields when this is a false narrative you're just putting this subjective Mm -hmm. this opinion to these series of events that really probably aren't linked Mm -hmm. you didn't get one job because it really wasn't you know it you know they had someone in mind that they really liked. you get this other job because uh, you thought you sent your resume in, but you didn't really send your resume. you forgot to hit send yep. on, on, on that or submit. It's like all these different things. But then because your ego says, y- you know, there's a reason for this or there's a storyline, then you put this overarching storyline to it that doesn't is a false storyline. You start buying it and that leads you to feel even worse than you should.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree with you. Now, correct me if this is the direction that you guys want to go today, but with Ego being such a big part of so many aspects of our lives, from the workplace, you can also go directly into personal life and how you're approaching your own problems and own goals, and how they stem off from that. And I like to use whatever you're stuck in in that particular point in your life where you're either unhappy with your job or, let's say, unhappy with your current educational program, Okay, if you know where I'm going with this in graduate school. Hmm. like When it comes to you being successful, you know, and I'll just use my own experience, Like getting through graduate school is hard. But then again, so is anything in life. And it really pays off to apply some of these principles in your personal life to continue on to success because your ego can get in the way super fast and you can continue to make excuses. Oh, well, I am I didn't get to my dissertation in time when I was supposed to graduate because this, 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 and this happened. When really, if you just drop the pride, you can look back on, well, I probably could have given effort here. I probably could have given less focus on to these aspects of my life when really, I should have been buckling down, studying every night, not coming home until 10 p.m., doing what is necessary for that job. Tony Robbins says it all the time. I remember when I first started re- reading and watching a lot of his material, he would say all the time, progress equals happiness. And when you're not actually going, doing the things that are necessary for you to make progress in your life, well, no shit, you're still depressed upon yourself. It, you're getting yourself in your own way, coming up with all the excuses that you can, To try and avoid from hurting your pride or hurting your ego because you're so goddamn afraid of putting the blame on yourself rather than just being 100 percent honest with yourself i'm the reason why i'm not where i want to be today accountability
2: um i love that quote by the way accountability equals happiness i do or uh, progress equals happiness i i think that's so true I don't think you know people um, and this is an aside but I, I like i don't think that um being at a certain point you know as can be often a thought is like if i was just with this woman if i just had this much money no. if i just had this job if i just had this house it would i would be happy i think it's more like i'm progressing towards things i want mm-hmm. i'm working on things i want i think progress is happiness but to get to your your main point i do feel like pride often leads to us shielding ourselves from owning the fact that we are responsible for what we have and don't have in life.
0: Yep, 100%. And it just – it drives me nuts because, you know, usually guys like us will, like, give out that advice to other people. But then we'll catch ourselves falling into the trap of doing that to ourselves. We we suffer from the exact same thing that we're coaching.
1: Yeah. It's just like, you know, I feel really bad about this
0: week. I didn't get any shit that I wanted to get done. But then you look back on the habits that you did that week. and it's like, oh, it was all my fault. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the accountability, I think, is huge. Yeah. Not having accountability is what's going to lead to, obviously, not being productive. But – you'll you know what it escaped me well here <laughs> let me mind.
0: let me rejuvenate you relate to yeah, the fitness field please and people on diets why is it that 98 percent of okay. diets fail kyle well, well
1: my my brain was going a different road but i'll, go ahead, this I'll go ahead and it. travel over crossing median here um <laughs> <laughs> accident <laughs> I'm just turn left now no. <laughs> We're going to have to edit that. <laughs> no, we're not going to. Well, we're going to have to like. Uh, know, did that. I break? Did I break? Oh uh, I logo? edit
2: that too? You know, because
1: that's editable. That's all time, live. I can't touch I'm, that. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we don't care about that. That's not That's not production quality. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> because you know how like it shows the sound, right? Uh, a little wave yeah. and whatnot. But like when it, it's a big blue bar, that's bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, by the way, I mean, I realize this um, is not
2: your first, second, or third episode. But I think your your listeners have gotten used to. Coach P's um, uh, yeah. extreme volume range yeah, uh, yeah. at this point,
1: right? Hey, man, so the, look. Uh, <laughs> Coach, Coach P's not the one going there. Like, okay, well, how can I make this still sound good without just being a bunch of fucking static?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, real, in, real, in, real, Back to fitness. Um,
1: you know what? I don't even remember. It was something, but you said something about fitness. And, so, why do diets and, fail? Let, ah, let's combine okay. ego
0: with why people don't, don't hit their fitness goals.
1: Go for it because I'm not okay. So to, I'm
0: to talk about it. <laughs> where, where I see how ego plays into this is – and we can we can bring Benjamin Hardy into this. I don't know how familiar you are with Benjamin Hardy. No, I don't He has his PhD in organizational psychology. His whole thing – you know how Ryan Holiday has obstacles the way, ego is the enemy. Benjamin Hardy is willpower doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And he says uh-huh. this because it doesn't I've matter how hard you work at something when you don't change your identity – It doesn't matter what the goals you've made. You still haven't changed what's going on up here. So even after you've made your goals, you you go right back into the bad habits that were originally associated with who you really are. And so if you didn't change the fact that you were out of control with your dietary habits or didn't have control over what you ate or weren't flexible or didn't take responsibility for doing the amount of physical activity, you drop right back off and you fail whatever diet that you had started doing because you didn't create permanency. You didn't change who you were. You just – temporarily change the surface level, did the behaviors that are required to get that goal. And then once you achieved it, you went right back to, I'm in the Bahamas, 800 yeah. mules, and I'm going to eat three pizzas a day. And right.
1: And that's why you get the whole, you make a lifestyle change uh, to actually see results.
0: Yeah. And half the time people are like, well, you know, I don't know why this didn't work. You know, that, I'm going to just try another diet when really they need to come back on themselves and be honest yeah. with themselves. I didn't change who I was. Yeah. I. Yes. I, that whole year I spent losing all that weight well, was a waste of my time because I didn't actually learn anything. I didn't change anything about myself. And instead, they, they get into this habit of negative self-talk, right? They, they
1: they damage you know their own perception of themselves. Like oh well, the diet no diet works for me. I've tried every diet that's ever been out there and it just doesn't work. Or or you know it's got to be some sort of like crazy secret issue that's going on with me when when in reality you know it's you. It it, it is you. Like you no you ate too much food and that's that's why you're not losing weight. Yeah. Um, it's not you're
0: not that special you know (laughs) like it's it's. i think that's the and i love that you said that because i think that's the uh, hardest thing for people to hear you're not that special you're not um
1: (laughs) why my college roommate used to say you're unique just like everybody else Uh, it's like that's a taylor (laughs) brand if you
0: ever listen to this um but that's completely true and and Until people accept that they're never going to be fantastic people that they have the potential to be yeah did you happen to remember where you were going? With
1: no, no, absolutely not. That, that thought was long <laughs> gone, dude. That train I will come back tomorrow morning or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that train has left the station. Go ahead, Sean. I do think that accountability is tough for a lot of people. And I, I this goes into a whole different level. This is psychology. But I, I, I think that it, especially based on how people were raised and what their parents were like, Uh, I have a friend, and I know um, I know his parents well. I spent a lot of time around them, and accountability is just not something I've never heard his parents uh, about a story or a time when I was around them where they apologized for something. I've seen them blame things on people uh, on other people many times, and uh, my friend also has trouble with accountability, saying, "You know what, I was wrong there. You know what." I apologize. You know what? I'm not doing well at this. Let me change. And I don't, I find that like with people's childhood and based on what their parents were like, accountability just is like the last thing they would do. And it's just not something they're, they're used to saying.
1: And it's not always easy to be accountable. Like, you know, the, the, the extreme ownership, right? Going that direction. Yes. When Jocko. I, yeah. Yeah. When, when I think about like, you know, if I make a mistake at work and I'm just like, God dang it. Like, you know, the instant thought is like, okay, how can I like fix this situation without anybody finding out? But the reality, you should be like, hey, you know, with us, hey, Justin, look, I fucked up, man. Um, I didn't do this yep. or I didn't post this. Sorry. Like, I'll I'll, I'll make the correction. Yep. And I know that there's been many times like, you know, even when Nick was program director, like I, you know, made him. A, it sounds like I'm a bad employee now. I'm, there's been many times I fucked up. Um, but like whenever I'd had. <laughs> the fourth know, time you fired me. The fourth time he fired me. <laughs> Uh, but like you you have to have that uncomfortable situation I think that's probably why people avoid it because you know if, if Chris is my boss and I don't do my job or I miss a little aspect of my job. Like, obviously he's going to be like, he's going to be disappointed and a little upset. He's like, well, come on, Kyle, do your fucking job. Yep. Um, and we got to have that conversation. That's really uncomfortable because you don't want to disappoint your, your superiors or a, at the least you don't want to get fired and look like a bad employee. Cause you want to look like the all-star of right? Course. because I am the all-star and I need to be the all-star, but you have to be able to have that accountability and, and ha- take ownership in,
0: why things aren't going the way they are. And ultimately, people will respect you more when you just be honest and tell the truth. Absolutely. And they're, they're, they'll actually, yeah, they'll, been they'll hold you in that, higher actually,
1: regard. By, by, I think it was by Nick. He's like, you know, I, I, I wish you would have done it, but I, I'm happy that you told me.
0: Because yep. that's what a leader does. A leader continually wants to learn, wants to take that feedback, wants to grow and be honest with themselves. Yeah, I screwed up. Let's figure out how I can improve from here and go forward. And then I've never met a boss who wasn't acceptable with that. So yeah, thank you. And, and, and you know, and,
1: and, and they may not be. I mean, like your your boss may just be a dick, which can and, happen. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you'll eventually outgrow that job anyway. Just keep having that accountability. Keep having that ownership.
0: And I think this is a, unless you want to go a different direction. I think this perfectly segs way segs way segways segues. into ego and personal relationships. I was
2: actually I I did want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, and and I do I do want to say that um, in regards to the last topic, I think there is well I mean, this is both topics really. I think there is something freeing about saying it's my fault. I'm responsible for yeah. this. Yeah, I could have done this. I think there's something. If you're, if you're, if if um, if I am defending myself over time, and I'm I'm you know, uh, Coach Pu and I got no fight, and every Friday, uh, every Friday, yeah. and I'm I am <laughs> instead of just owning, uh, owning the the responsibility for what caused the fight, and I'm defending myself and that's there's a lot of energy and effort that goes into me defending myself and then if whatever i am responsible for doing that caused our fight i'm not going to change it for next time because clearly i'm not owning that so whatever i did i'm going to probably do again and so i'm i'm going to recommit the same you know um uh, you know faults, the same the same um uh, wrong actions towards you plus I'm expending all this energy in defending myself. It would be easier if I just said, you know what, Chris, I fucked up. I shouldn't have shared that secret of yours. And that was really foolish of me. And I will never share your personal information again without your permission, or whatever the thing would be. But then it's like, it's easy. I, I just in 15 seconds, I just owned it. I know what I can do to improve and I don't have to spend the energy in the future yeah. saying, you know what, but you did this and that's why I thought it was okay for me to say it. Yeah. And then and then I have to continue to defend
0: myself. And there is it, that is so so exhausting. much exhausting.
2: Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> that's, that's the best word to put it.
0: And that's honestly what we see in relationships and it how is. relationships start to break down.
2: And so I, um, I mean, we can talk about this. I, you know, there's a joke that we've often made about like my 800 relationships I've had, <laughs> how I have a different girlfriend every season.
0: But I'd rather ask
2: the guy who, <laughs> the guy who. Sean um, Pro
0: season 15 on Netflix airs right. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like The Bachelor before The Bachelor came out. There, we used
2: to have a joke that I would um I'd have a new girlfriend every season and so I should start right. seeking girlfriends who have names related to the season. Oh yeah. Like I would date a woman August. named like June during the summer <laughs> and then I would date a woman named Autumn during the fall.
1: Oh god. What about the spring? Like nobody's named Spring, so like April. Oh duh. Wow. Uh, that's yeah, a month? that's wow. a- <laughs> <or> May, Idiot. <laughs> Idiot <laughs> Yeah, but May is
0: like usually a nickname.
2: Yeah.
1: Dad, right.
0: This doesn't Aunt matter. May? <laughs> no. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I'm, I'm glad Aunt Sean May's brought this on. up because if I've looked at my development throughout relationships in my life, I do remember when I was a lot younger where I let the ego get to me in certain things when really a lot of the, some of the problems, I mean, we were all young, you know, we didn't know any better. But at the same time, I could see myself where I didn't take the blame for the shit that was my fault. When really, when you have those types of fights... Before letting your ego get a hold of you, you should actually step back and be like, "Well, let's see what I actually did wrong in this situation and own up to it." And then you have a much more productive situ- uh, conversation with whoever your significant other is.
2: You, you're the one. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. No, I
2: actually just wanted to ask you, uh, Coach K, because you're the one who's you're married. You've you've had a, a eight Some nine year relationship. Just- so I'm just saying, in general, without you know, because obviously you're perfect in a relationship,
1: and your well, wife yeah, is so very Jessica's flawed. Yeah, so Jess has got a lot to work on. She's yeah. getting a little better, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, she might be off work now. She might be watching the Instagram live. So maybe I'm going to be staying at one of your houses tonight. I got a couch. Same. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um,
2: how how does how does mm. ego interfere
1: in a relationship? Okay, so I have to anytime. I have to quote how I met your mother. I just, one of my favorite quotes is, is every relation or whether, it every, you know what they say about relationships, every moments a battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's, obviously I'm kidding. Uh, but like, if you watch how I met your mother, you understand if not, then whatever. Um, but it, well, there's a lot of examples. And, and, you know, I would say like, we, we, we had a, I don't not even an argument, but like, a disagreement last night and it was because it was my fault because I didn't clean up my shit. <laughs> you know, like I didn't take my stuff. I think it was like off the table and put it away where it needed to be. And it just, you know, had been there for like a day or two. She's like, why aren't you doing this? And you know, she's getting upset. And of course that's instantly going to make me upset. I'm like, don't fucking yell at me. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, you know, you start to puff <laughs> up and that it's not like, the, I'm the man in the house, you know, cook me a sandwich or cook <laughs> me a sandwich cook me a sandwich grilled, grilled, cheese. grilled cheese thank you um <laughs> you <gotta laughs> nice save thank you sean <laughs> it's not that but like you know I, it's it's more or less that like if somebody's being argumentative towards you you're instantly going to be defensive we're not naturally going to be defensive um so swallowing your ego and swallowing your pride and be like okay you know what actually yeah i didn't put my shit away i don't really have an excuse for you but i can tell you i didn't i'll put it away now yeah. right And that's that's I mean that's actually how it ended So something to to that extent. And um you know that takes a lot of, of effort because I know that in the past I was not like that. And you're like, well, you know what? No, fuck you. My shit, my shit goes where I fucking want it to be. Yeah. And that's not the the approach that you want.
0: Yeah. And I think too often in relationships now when people get angry in their relationships, they constantly look at you 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 you. This is what yes. you did wrong. Yeah without taking a step back and saying, well, wait a minute, Chris, what is Hold it on. that we're yeah. doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And that I think that's it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. But honestly, as we progress the relationships, we figure out that that's how you make a relationship work. When you can swallow your pride and be like, look, I know this baby, this is what I need to work on. And I know that, you know, we, we're not perfect, but if we work on these things together, we can grow as a team.
1: And, and, and I think, you know, where it starts is recognizing that there are no fairy tale relationships, right? Yes. Uh, you know, Jessica and I got engaged in Disney World, right? That, that in front of uh, was Cinderella's palace or castle? Not palace. It's a castle, right? Go, yeah. I care. It's just, it's, I care. You know, let's just text to a, tell her to make
2: you a, cook you a sandwich. Yeah,
1: cook me a sandwich, woman. Uh, um, <laughs> Disney, perfect relationship. Fired. Um, you know they don't exist. And, you know, you're going to have those fairy tale moments like that and like this and like that. And, you know, wh- whatever that is for you and your significant other. But understanding that that's not the way it's going to be and understanding that you're not a perfect person and they're not a perfect person. Even if you think, oh, my God, everything she does is perfect or everything he does is perfect because, you know, just the way he moves and like, you know, just, you know, you've seen like the young love crap and you're just like, oh, my God, kill me. Oh God. Um, yeah, exactly. Shut <laughs> up. You know, uh, so if you can, you can understand that, that you are two human beings trying to coexist together and understanding that you guys are both flawed. I think that's probably the best place to start. Now, I'm not a marriage counselor or have really any of this stuff figured out. I'm just telling you my own personal experience.
0: No, but I, I, and you know, I'll I'll ask you too, Sean, but I completely agree. You know, you have to drop that shroud and 100% be yourself and be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. when approaching relationships. Once again, it's humility. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would say uh to what you were saying before, my my take on this is uh your partner most of the time I I I, I, well, I shouldn't say most of the time, I feel when a partner, uh you know, like whatever what I'm dating you know, for that season has expresses to me <laughs> that uh no 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 in all seriousness, like when when somebody's upset, um most of the time in relationships uh they want their feelings validated, that they're not crazy that they you know what they feel is a legitimate feeling yeah um but i think as far as you know for for us and for people listening i i think a good approach when the partner expresses something that um he or she is upset with is to think um well you know let me let me think about this what what did i do in this situation how could i do that better if the situation was to happen again mm-hmm and then um to avoid things like trying to win the conversation because yes. if you're if, yes. if the topic is topic x um in the case of kyle about not moving his stuff kyle could counter with well you didn't clean your dishes from the other night how the hell does that relate to what they're talking about they're talking about their bag moving kyle's bag off the table yeah that he's left on the table for a couple of days it's um, not the, the it's not actual, about the dishes
1: it, yeah it's not about the dishes and, and um you know it, don't keep score Yes. Another how I met your mother. uh, Let things go. Don't keep score. Don't
2: keep score. Don't try to win the argument. Solve the The current topic. Yes, the current topic. Solve that. Think about what you did. Even if you feel like it's 90 percent him or her, you know, what's the 10 percent that you're responsible for? You know, how would you do? Apologize for that. Um, think about how you can do it differently and ask you know, your, your significant other how you can make it up to them if they're feeling yeah.
0: hurt. If you're ahead. wrong,
1: say sorry. Yeah. And and let's flip it on the other side. Let's say your significant other does like, let's say Jessica left your stuff out on the table and I'm upset about it and I approach her. Um, you know, don't sit there and just drive home your point, like, yeah, you know, make, make it known that you're upset and you want this to change, but you can't sit there and just be like, well, I'm in the right. You need to do this. You know yeah. how can you approach a situation in a manner that doesn't necessarily stroke your own ego?
0: Think about the other perspective. What's she going through right now? Is something wrong? Did something happen during her day? Yeah, like maybe exactly. be inquisitive and be like, "Hey, sweetheart, what's going on? Is there something going on? Is something we need to talk about? Something I can help you with?" Yeah. Oh, I work 19
1: hours a day. Okay, cool. Well, you leave yeah, stuff there. Yeah, I completely get why you, while you left that is. there. You're yeah. tired of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, tr- try, to, try to remove yourself from the actual situation and look at it from a neutral standpoint.
0: Yeah, What's actually happening. Look at it from their
1: side. Exactly. Things are on the table. This person wants the things off the table. Okay, cool. Let's figure out a system that's going to work to keep the things off the yeah. table.
0: How can you build a relationship with someone awesome as a team if you're constantly looking at everything from just your own point of view, being very selfish?
1: And I think that that lack of ability, and, and I know that this is this was a flaw of mine, like early on when I was, when I was younger that, you know, if something like a, a little issue came up with like that, you would end the relationship. You let it blow up and like, you know what? You know what? If this person doesn't, this person doesn't appreciate me. doesn't understand who I am. You know, they, they don't care. Or like, you see the, <laughs> this person can't handle me. Cause I'm just too much whatever for them like
0: oh my god shut up it's like no you no didn't, <laughs> you didn't communicate <laughs> you're messed up too yeah, um. <laughs> everyone is yes. you're gonna have to work through everything doesn't matter if it's a relationship with a significant other or with your mother or father sister or brother or your best friend you got to work through everything yeah what, what what's are, are we becoming therapists i feel like no but it, it, <laughs> no, it's not I know. that we're versed just, in therapy it's no. all common say, sense bullshit that no one takes into account because they're stuck in their own
2: head I just want to say my mom is a social worker so oh surely so by is that why Sean's so calm by proximity <laughs> i'm a social worker as well it's a family business
1: and then we're your friends we're your friends so then we're social workers
2: yes that's right so we're all social workers
1: i also know a psychologist so we're also psychologists now. oh yeah
0: yeah i know a brain surgeon so of course we're brain surgeons okay well now you're pushing it yeah. <laughs> just, don't be ridiculous so, But uh, I think, uh, were there any other points that you wanted to make or any environments that you wanted to touch on, future uh, Dr. Bruce?
2: More so uh, takeaways, but if we're... Yeah, event. if you're ready for
0: takeaways, because I'd like yeah. to actually introduce humility as the cure for all this. What? What's huh? humility? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why be humble?
2: Okay. Well, one thing about this. we're We're three of roughly seven... Billion people on like this 3.5 There are eight. If you think about, and this is just about unless like LeBron or Barack Obama or like <laughs> The Rock is listening. Everyone listening to this podcast, just for context. Those are um, if you had same. to. You if you had to talk about the percentage of people in the world that know you, the nearest percentage is zero yep <laughs> so we you know it's you know zero percent of the world knows who sean preuss is knows who chris perry is knows who kyle thompson is so we're really if you i think for people often who whose ego gets the best of them uh i am sometimes for people who are not celebrities i i worry that like they're sheltered they haven't got enough life experience yep. Uh, but in terms of actual takeaways, one thing I would say, um, I have a couple of thoughts, but yeah, one, ahead, Tom Brady uh, is, is a model of this first tip. And that is don't buy praise. Uh, don't when people praise you uh, and compliment you while the intentions are good, it can be poison. It can be poison to your brain if you buy the praise and you're like, you know what? I am a really good boyfriend. You know what? I am Mindless. I am a really good friend. I am a really good personal trainer. If you buy the praise and start believing it, it is basically poison. It is better to listen to the people if you're gonna take one of the two, it'd be better to listen to people who rip you apart, even though I don't think you should necessarily buy those opinions either. So first thing I would say is don't buy the praise. Tom Brady literally said something like, um, he hates hearing praise and he he um he ignores when people say that. And I can say that um
1: I love that. Yeah, because yeah, it, he, it helps he, you to is, stay humble and continue to grow.
2: Yeah. If you if you want to have more than just one success in your life, one peak, um, and that is don't start believing that you are better than you are.
0: Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue. No, that was good. I, I agree with him, mm. no. That That's 100%. I keep saying that. That's one hundred percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. How about one hundred and ten percent, Chris? No, that doesn't exist. How about ninety-seven percent? Cliches. It's ninety-four percent. Have you met me? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. So that's point. What's what's your second point, Sean?
2: I uh, two is to think less of yourself.
0: Is let's I'm put, a dirt Let's put that in the proper context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: is is to is to think less of yourself. So when you when you, you t- I think that people generally aren't in the bad times are not as bad uh, as they think of that the, they are and the good times are not as good as they, they they're not really as good as they think they are in the moment so I'd say think less of yourself um especially when you're you're at points like successes you're at you know you're at peaks uh and and i think that um an easy way to do this is just simply periodically whether it's a weekly meeting with your supervisor your boss or your spouse or your friends is periodically ask them where you can improve. Yep. Cause my guess is that they're always going to have at least one suggestion if you really press them. And, and maybe your wife will be like, or your husband will be like, you know what? You're perfect as you are. But it's like, well, thank Bullshit. you, honey. But that's not the truth. We can always improve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So as people periodically, um, whether it's a, uh, it's a once a while, friends, uh, your significant other, your uh, coworkers, your supervisor, your boss, is where can I improve? Because they're going to have answers, and and as is the case with me and you and you and you, uh, who's listening, watching. Just
1: zero <laughs> people tuned in right now. I will check later. I have
0: no idea. <laughs> None of us are
2: me. perfect.
0: No, nope. I like that a lot. And then I, I have a tip as well. If unless you you wanted, I have another. Go ahead. No, go with yours. Time. Mine's kind of like a wrap-up kind of thing.
2: There's something that's recommended in Ego is the Enemy. I, I read this book about a year and a half ago. And it really that and another book called Big Potential really led me to see, um, you know, led me to further appreciate the value of others and of other people. Uh, in, In Ego is the Enemy, the main recommendation of the book is something called the Canvas Strategy. The Canvas Strategy is basically that instead of, of um, taking the canvas and using it yourself, um, that you you use it to create opportunities for others to paint. And, and, and to put that in more practical context, is um, if you recommend something to me, if I share it on social media, I'm gonna let people know Chris Perry shared that with me. If, um, if Kyle worked on a project with me, I'm gonna make sure that when that project is complete, Kyle was a big part of this and everyone knows this is that you create and you create opportunities for others um, is that you see a job open. You think of somebody who would be good for that job. You make, you recommend them for it. You, you know, you, whatever it is you, you give, you create, instead of focusing on how can I promote my brand, my name, instead you just go around and you create opportunities for others. And yes, you're not going to get the praise for doing, you might not get the praise by you would that by promoting yourself, but there is something internally rewarding that at least in your in yourself where you never vocalize with other people, you could say, I helped that person with that job. That's cool. I'm not gonna b- brag about that, but mm-hmm. whatever it is. I um, you know, set my friend up with this person, I whatever it is. You are you are creating a canvas and getting other people to paint on it. And that canvas strategy will create internal gratitude. And if you're really worried about what is in it for me typically i think in a lot of cases if you create opportunities for others eventually they'll create opportunities and it'll come back to benefit you in some
0: way i 100 percent right. agree with that and i'm going to say 100 percent again because it's absolutely true what you put out is what you're going to get and yeah. we, we yeah. talk about that in class we do as fitness as fitness professionals don't chase the money focus on providing value and as long as you just focus on continuing to provide absolute value and that's what you put all your focus in The money will come. The clients will come. The relationships will ultimately result in you being successful.
1: And I'll say, I know that uh, I feel like you and I have done that quite often. It's it's with the job, whenever you're talking about that. Like, you know, I've had a person approach me, hey, you should apply for this job. I looked at it, like, well, that's not really me, but like, you know what, Sean, maybe you should look at that or check out this job. And I know that you've done the same thing. Um, So I, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. You know, it's it don't don't worry about building your own brand. Don't worry about saying, "Well, I'm the guy that you need to talk to. Or I'm the one responsible for this." Why don't say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, Chris Perry actually helped me out on this. You know, we you know, we did this together." Cool, awesome. Because that's going to create the opportunity like if if Chris and I do a uh, project or all of us do a project and Justin praises me, I'm like, "Well, hold on, you know, Chris and Sean helped me out." Alright, cool. Now Justin understands that Chris and Sean are both valuable. So that's going to present opportunities for all three of us
2: absolutely and then okay so you you we work on a project together let's say you were the leader you were you were the main person responsible but then you're like you know what uh, Chris and Sean were big parts of it um, one we're not gonna get upset at you because we feel like you're taking credit for what we did mm-hmm. but the, you know but also if you're just looking at it from like how does that benefit Kyle how does that benefit myself um, eventually, like maybe Kyle's up for a promotion, and then somebody comes to talk to us, and Chris and I are like, "Oh yeah, Kyle's great. Like we we think he'd be a great fit for this. Kyle's done great work. We love working with him. Your team will love Kyle. Um, we'll naturally look at you more favorably, and in some way, whether it's it's direct, whether it's immediate, or whether it's long term and it's more of an indirect thing, it'll come back. to It'll probably come back to benefit you.
0: Absolutely, hundred mm-hmm. percent." So, I, damn it, I said it again. 97%. <laughs> I, when you disagree
2: with something, you should just say 20%.
0: 20%. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, Sean, thank you for sharing that because that, I, I 100% agree with that. And I, damn it, I it again. But I, I've never actually looked at that perspective before, and that makes complete sense, and I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. So, like, with everything that I also tell my students every class, great perspectives. I also like to give an a- actionable thing that they can do right now. Let's say they get heated in the moment. They let their ego get the best of them. What's something they can do in that present time to try and bring the focus back? And this is a strategy that has been told by both my father and my best friend because they both use it and they have both told it to me over and over again. And something my father does in the moment is he calls, calls it rub the rock. Whenever you get affected by something that's going to piss you off and you know you're going to react, take the rock out of your pocket rub the rock and think of everything that you're grateful for for using using great gratitude to help defeat the fear that's cool and then my best friend chase said it in a different way something the same thing when he gets mad about something he literally takes his hand he lets the emotion have its five minutes or five five minutes (laughs) five seconds he flicks off the floor or just puts you know the middle finger under his desk He, he gets angry for 10 seconds then he lets it go and he Like, systematically tells himself, okay, that's at a moment. Let the motion go. Continue to be productive. And it really helps him. So something that I've developed, because I'm corny, I took Thor's hammer. And there's a reason why I, for you guys who are watching the video, there's a reason why I wear Thor's hammer every day. A, I'm the biggest Fucking Avengers nerd of all time. Yeah. This is true. B. Yeah. It's a tangible item that I can grab whenever I'm getting pissed off or emotional or something about something. Oh, I can really. I can tangibly touch the object and remind myself. Hey, Chris, are you being objective? Are you looking at this perspective the right way? Are you getting upset over nothing? Are you dying? No. Then move why you're always on and be productive. Thing? I grab this <laughs> yeah. thing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something simple like that to constantly remind yourself of the values and the principles. And, you know, we we talk, I'll, I'll bring church in really quick. And they talk about being your higher self, connecting to your higher self. And when you actually just breathe for a second and talk about your principles, your higher self is the best part of you, the best version of you, the one who's just and understands when you're doing wrong. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you're completely lying to yourself, Chris. And it's basically talking to your ego. It's like, Take a breath, meditate Mm -hmm. in the morning, set your mind self up right so you can be more of your higher self than letting your ego get in the way. And this tangible act is a great way to help reconnect with your higher self.
1: Uh, The thing that I do, I usually just remove myself from the physical location. So if I, like, if you guys piss me off, like right here, I'll just get up and I'll leave. I'll go outside or I'll go to another room just to get away and just kind of look at it from, you know, objectively or, or at least that helps trigger me to look at it objectively. But now I kind of want maybe Thor's hammer or, <laughs> or maybe Thanos' sword thing or whatever.
0: That's actually pretty well, badass. Or the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, you can yeah. get a keychain from you Infinity wear Gauntlet. Wear
1: it. I think I should get the real, the real thing glove. Like yes. Yeah, the whole time just <laughs> clink. <laughs> Typing is kind of hard. And you
0: but... should just wear it and just like <laughs> look at it. <laughs> i am iron man <laughs> um, so let's do a quick recap so to recap for all of our listeners and everyone who's viewing on instagram today we talked a lot about ego and pride and how at the end of the day it is yourself that keeps you from really making strides and improvement and ultimately being the best version of yourself did you guys have any concluding remarks that you wanted to come out with
1: uh, i would say just you know practice being you know, you know the humility aspect of things um you know just D- don't let your ego get in the way. Right. The ego is the enemy. You know, maybe pick up the book, um, yep. but you know, don't, uh, you're, you're not special. Um, and as much as we've been told that we're special and maybe we live in a, what the generation has been told they're special too much. Yeah, uh, We could speculate all day, but you are flawed just like everybody else. And, you know, remove yourself from the situation and ask, you know, why is this person upset or why is this situation the way it is? Yep. Look, try to look at it objectively, which is not hard. And then maybe, you know, get yourself a Thor's hammer or remove you know a rock or you know, leave the room or flip the floor off or whatever <laughs> you're going <laughs> to do. Um, that's, that's a good one. Yep. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I, I know who you're talking about. I was like, are yep. you okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: And Sean, um.
2: I, I would say um, just don't, um, be careful with pursuits of ego. If you're spending a lot of your time, if you're not, if you're not working, um, let's say on yourself, whether it's exercise or it's um, for professional development or it's um, doing things that are important to you, if you're spending less time on those things where you can improve, but you're spending more time on social media and doing other things where you can build your ego, but it doesn't really match your long-term purpose, I would evaluate things that you're doing to feed your ego and to maybe meet this narrative that you have going on in your life. Um, You know, try not to um, seek attention, but more so focus on things such as reading, you know, exercise and, uh, you know, other things that would actually improve yourself. So mainly um, evaluate how you're spending your time and look at those things. And then second is just to um, ask people for suggestions on how you can improve. Because as I I mentioned a few minutes ago, People are going to have suggestions for you. And it's going to reemphasize the fact that you, like all of us, are not perfect. And it'll point out areas where you can improve, which then you can work on and, and ultimately
1: improve. And maybe some homework. Ask your boss. Ask your significant other if you have one. Ask one friends. of your friends. Yeah,
0: love that. So let's start there. As a closing statement, if you want to have the most optimal human style of life, be honest with yourself. Drop your ego, drop your pride, and if you want the best life possible, the best relationships possible, take extreme ownership and march forward. John, thank you for being here. Coach K. pleasure. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for watching and listening to the Optimal Human Podcast. This is Coach P.
1: We're out of here.